Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. Uh, this week we have an interview coming up uh, and I have Matt with me. Hello, hi Dave, how are you? I'm right, how are you? Very good, thank you, yeah. Good, good. What have you been up to? Uh, well, since we last spoke on Geek Town, um, I finished watching Master of None, which I somehow did in two days. I'm not quite <laughs> sure how that happened, but uh, if you take a if you take a ten episode ten episode ten episode season with half an hour episodes, it's not going to take you very long. No, um, but I sort of got to episode eight, and then. I went to watch it again. I sort of forgot what episode I was on. I know I knew I was near the end, and then I was like, "Oh, okay." I had an hour uh, <laughs> spare, and I was like, "All right, I'll just finish it off." I was like, "Oh, finished it in like two days." Um, That's going. Also finished uh, Narcos. Didn't finish that in two days. Definitely. <laughs> uh, that took a lot longer. Um, it was good. Um, I probably didn't like it maybe as much as other people did but uh i still enjoyed it it was still good and uh both of those are coming back for second seasons yeah so uh quite excited for that um yeah, yeah master of numbers great um i you know i already said i caught up with arrow um i watched fogo seasons one and two um really enjoyed those actually um yeah, that's like still- kind of an anthology thing yeah. like a true detective yeah kind of thing. I also watched uh, season one of True Detective. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, lived up to its praise, I would say. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get through season two. I found it quite uh, bad. And I've heard bad things about it, about season two of True Detective. So yeah, I, I have to prepared. say, I was, I was the same as well. I, I loved the first season. I just couldn't get through the second season yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, and it's not connected to... The uh, it's an anthology again, so yeah. it's not connected yeah. to um, the first season. So yeah, I'll try season three when that comes around eventually. Yeah. But um, yeah, just couldn't get through season two. I think I halfway through the second episode. So yeah, I just I don't know, didn't like it. Um, I just finished the first season of uh, the Leftovers. Oh yeah, which is from the co-creator or the creator of Lost, someone to do with Lost. Yeah. Um, which is about uh, well, won't really spoil it. It's more the synopsis. It's about um, like two percent of the world's population just goes missing. Yes. Um, and it's quite amazing. Uh, the first episode was maybe the best, and then the last was also really good, and then the bits in between <laughs> really good. Um, but yeah, I found that quite amazing. Um, it's just some of the situations you see when they notice people gone missing is quite incredible um 
I'm going to watch the second season of that soon. Um, today I got a couple of games. I brought Rocket League. Have you played that? I haven't. I do have it, but I haven't actually tried playing it yet. Okay. It's really fun. Like, yeah. Everybody tells me it's good. Yeah, it's really fun. I got it on my uh, Xbox One today. Yeah. So, uh, that's really fun. Um, kind of like a casual FIFA, but with cars, <laughs> as you could say. Um so yeah that was really really fun highly recommend that uh i also got the walking dead uh i haven't started yet but got the walking dead michonne uh oh, the yeah. mini episode yeah. things uh, which you can only buy the season pass for you can't buy the individual episodes right but uh it's only three episodes so it's actually cheaper yeah um <clears throat> so i'll play that soon i also brought unravel don't know if you've heard of that no don't know that one uh, it's um about a character called yarny and he used use it you yeah you use his yarn to like get around in the environment. It's like a two D platformer. It's quite fun. Yeah. Um, so like you'd hook his yarn onto something and like swing that kind of thing. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Cool. Uh, and I have a bunch of other things to play. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to get through some stuff before Quantum Break comes out April fifth. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I'm very excited for that as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, been watching the TV that's been on during the week, like The Hundred, The Walking Dead, um, doing two podcasts. Yeah. Uh, what else was on? Uh, Better Call Saul. I actually watched that yeah. before I came on here as well. Oh, okay. Uh, the first two episodes are out for season two. Um, what else? Agent Carter. That's quite good. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's although the good. future of that's kind of in Very, very right dubious at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else was on? All the superhero stuff comes back next week, I think. So yes. that should be quite good. Uh, Fresh Meat came back yesterday. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. that no, good. I haven't. I, I heard some good things, but I haven't actually watched it. Yeah, it was like off for three years, I think. I think it was 2013. <laughs> so, yeah, and apparently the final season almost didn't happen. So, um, <laughs> interesting to see how that plays out. But that's really good. That's really funny. And then, of course, things like... Gotham, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, there's a panel show I watched called Virtually Famous. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite funny. That's a yeah. good laugh. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've, I've been watching some of the same things as you. Obviously, Walking Dead, uh, yeah. which uh, that last night was um, somewhat calmer than the first episode. Mm, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah which i think it possibly needed but i mean still good <laughs> still good and it was nice to see sort of a bit more comedy kind of in there but uh th that was that was good um i've watched the first episode of the 100 because uh, that's come back um which i really enjoy I, uh, yeah i actually with the 100 when they came back i it kind of annoyed me, but it was my own kind of fault. I like kind of forgot certain characters' names, <laughs> um, like the the main main ones. I remember, yeah, because um, the cast is getting a little bit bigger for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That that was really good. Yeah. Um, um, Better Call Saul. I've watched the first episode. I haven't watched the second yet. Um, but yeah, that that's really good. Um, Limitless, which started um, last week. So there's the first two episodes of that out. That's been really good as well. Um, I haven't tried that. I it, don't remember. I watched half of the film and then I got sidetracked or something. Yeah. So uh, TV show's worth watching. He's a very watchable kind of character. Mm. So um, yeah, definitely worth watching that one. Um, mm. 
Uh, also watching Lucifer as well um, on Amazon Prime. I saw I saw a advert for that in one of my comics uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think it was for that. It's on Fox in the US. Uh, yes, it is. It's on yeah, Fox in yeah. the US. It's on Amazon Prime over here. Um, yeah, because I could have turned the page of my book and then looked on. Because when you see an advert in a comic book, it does take up the whole page. Yeah. So I was like, what is this thing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, because I was reading. Uh, what was I reading? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Batman Arkham Knight Genesis. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I get a lot of adverts in my comics. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's, I tend to buy trades and you, so you don't get adverts in the trades. Oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, about four episodes into Lucifer at the moment. Um, he's such a, Tom Ellis is so good in that. He's such a kind of likable character. I do love the fact that um, he he never tries to hide the fact that he's Lucifer, um, you know, and he's the devil. Uh, and he refers to, I never understand you humans. And, you know, if somebody asks him outright, he'll say, well, I am the devil. Um, so he never hides the, right. this fact um, to yeah. people, um, but people obviously don't believe him quite a lot of the time. Yeah, so like when someone they think he's joking, kind of thing. Yeah, he's yeah, they so, just like straight up the wire. Yeah, yeah, they they just assume that he's joking. So um, I, I rather like that. And it's it's very well written and it's funny uh, and it's it's really nicely put together. Um, uh, and he's a very interesting Tom Ellis is a very interesting character to, to play it because he can, he can turn from being incredibly charming to being very sinister on a, on a dime. So, you know, he's, he's really the right kind of choice for it, I guess. Um, so I thought that was really good. Uh, heroes reborn. I watched the first episode of, there was a lot of new stuff that started last week. Um, yeah. God, they all just sort of shy in one go. Yeah, and yeah. Then next week we got that Flash Arrow Legends. Oh. I know it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, watched the first episode of Heroes Reborn, which was fine. Um. I, I can sort of see why yeah. it's not. Got I really like Heroes. Yeah. yeah. But that writer's strike for the second season destroyed it. Yeah. Like um, cut the season in half, changed the story because I actually uh I don't know if if anyone's uh. I won't spoil heroes or anything, but for the second season, what happens in final episode was going to either because they wasn't sure because yeah. uh, at the time, but they were either going to have it continue exactly from that episode or have it finish on that. Yeah, um, yeah, because I listened to like an interview or something like that. Okay, but yeah, um, but yeah, I really like heroes. It'd be interesting to see because uh, it's not coming back for a second season. So uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. hoping that because it was sort of planned as a mini season that I'm hoping they wrap everything up in one go um, yeah. for it, you know, and it's it's not kind of left dangling anywhere, you yeah. know. I think Heroes fans have really been kind of kicked in the teeth because you get a really, really great first season, which is arguably the best season. Yes. And then second season gets cut in half, which is makes changes things around. And then the third and fourth, some people say it wasn't great and that gets cancelled, comes back, gets cancelled again. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the se- the first season was so good. It's the same thing with um, Tim Creek, the uh, the creator of it, though. Seems to be able to write 
um, one really good season, uh, and then it sort of all goes a bit to pot. So, <laughs> yeah, um, there was another thing that he uh, the, I can't. I think the it's the Kiefer Sutherland thing. Yeah, touch, yes. yeah, I have yet to see that yet, but uh, I think that got cancelled after a second season. So yeah, yeah, did that's what I mean. You know, he he. The yeah. first season of that was great. The second season, yeah, not so much. Yeah. You know, I feel sorry for him. Everything yeah. he does gets cancelled. I, well, I I think I think yeah. it's a case of he needs to he, he needs to learn to to. Um, to maybe bring somebody on board with him to to help him out, you know, because I think he he has some great ideas. I just think he needs somebody there to to help him through it when he's his ideas run a bit short, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, but you know, because he's he's there was there was a uh, Heroes Reborn Gemini game. I've yet to try it, but uh, yeah, I have no I'm idea. not sure which, I'm not sure which consoles that's on, yeah. but it's like a first person action thing and you yeah. get powers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea if it ties in, but <laughs> no uh, idea. I know that. Yeah. There was also one for the iPhone and I don't know how I'd play a game like that on an iPhone. No, no. So, um, so yeah, there was that. There was American Crime Story, which started on BBC One. Um, so I've I've watched the first episode of that, uh, which I really quite enjoyed. It it's kind of bizarre because I'm old enough to remember it happening, you know, um, and and remember seeing that crazy car chase, which you know is um, OJ's best known for this uh, this car chase through the middle of LA doing about 50 miles an hour followed by about 20 police cars <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's the most bizarre thing um, really really strange but um, yeah I mean I, I remember seeing that on the news when it was happening uh, it, it's very very odd uh, but I, I'm so so and I think that's that's the second episode i think um because that's sort of you've got to the point where he's just taken off in the bronco so um i i'm i'm kind of looking forward to watching a bit more of that and seeing where it goes uh it's um it, it's kind of intriguing uh vinyl as well which started this week on uh, uh sky atlantic which is this this new show from um the guy behind uh, it's um, how come the guy's name? It's it, I think it's the guy that's behind Empire and it's Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger about the music industry in New York in the seventies, um, uh, and that starts with a sort of two-hour opener directed by uh, Martin Scorsese, um, uh, and that's brilliant in the same sort of way that that you know any of those sort of shows that come out onto sky atlantic and hbo are, are brilliant you know <laughs> it's, yeah uh, yeah it's, hbo it's, have done some yeah incredible things yeah you know it's you that know, sort um, of big adventure. Fargo, game of thrones leftovers yeah it's, it's uh, true detective uh Far actually fargo can't be a hbo show because it's on four isn't it um over here so, oh fx that is yeah. yeah so it must be an fx Getting show my, yeah but yeah true detective was was one of those sort of shows um uh, uh the sting, thing with steve buscemi in it um bulwark empire uh the, you know th those sort of big adventures oh, yeah, well. yeah. yeah um so yeah i'm i'm quite enjoying that i'm looking forward to seeing more of that um gaming wise i had quite an active gaming week as well i got through my first run through xcom 2 uh which yeah, I, I really enjoyed. I'm going to go back and and they, they've got like an Iron Man mode where because um, <laughs> you can you can go through and and the temptation is if you lose a guy um, to go back and and like go back a save and save him and try something different. The Iron Man mode stops you from being able to do that. 
Um, so so it, it automatically saves the game. You can't actually sort of save it at, at any particular point. So um, yeah, it, that that I'm I'm quite interested. I might go back and try playing that through in Iron Man mode and see if I can kind of deal with it. Uh, so that that could be quite cool. Um, played a bit of the Hitman beta, uh, which is quite good. Um, yeah, I was going to. Um... I was gonna because with uh, betas you usually have to pre-order and then you get the code. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere uh, on Amazon Xbox One. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I've, they, I've watched some of it. Yeah, I mean they um, they had it for, out for PC. They're actually selling it at ten quid for PC. Um, so you yeah, I'm a bit confused access. about that as well because it's yeah. like episodic and then there's like a starter pack or yeah. something. I, 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 they, they seem to be selling the full game, um, but they were selling the the beta, which gives you access to the first couple of missions um, or the training missions as a sort of taster, and that was sort of ten pounds. Um, mm. So I, I mean, I ended up buying the full game anyway because I like Hitman, but and it's basically it's exactly what you'd expect from a Hitman series. Um, it's it's yeah, the I like same Hitman as games. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's the same as, as all the others really, but they're usually quite good fun. So I played that. Uh, I played a little bit of the Division beta. Um, yeah, which was was fine. It was after yeah. after I me- can't get into it at all. I, I really. It, it, I mean the gameplay's fine and that, but you know that, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Um, it was better than I thought it would be. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of those sort of shooter games, and it's got more kind of RPG elements to it, which appeals more yeah. to me, but might not to you. So um, th- that that sort of was part of the thing that I quite liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the interface design, I have to say, is hideous. Um, it's it's incredibly badly thought out. Uh, the, the I mean, as, as somebody who who is is trained in that, and you know, my degree is in interface design, so so I, I tend to notice these sort of things when they're, they're done badly. But yeah. just simple little things like the fact that the back button moves on every single screen into a different location, so you can't just go like you know right corner back. It, it's they've got a collection of buttons at the bottom and it shifts on every single screen so you've got to go hunting for it and it's like why why, why would you do that why wouldn't yeah, you just stick it yeah. in one corner so it's always there so yeah that the kind of little annoying things like that um the, the game was it was a good the gameplay of itself is good i just don't necessarily like the idea of it maybe okay yeah, yeah. um uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, right. yeah. I, I thought the gameplay was okay. Uh, I think it was fine. I, I quite like the idea, and I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, I, we'll we'll see. I may may kind of end up playing the full thing. I'm not sure. Um, as I say, I think it was better than I I thought it would be. Um, and the other thing was a little a tiny little four hour game called Firewatch, which I think you can get in X- Xbox as well. Um, and uh, it's it's about a, a guy that is um, stationed in the middle of a um, one of the big kind of national parks in the U.S. and he's um, there to to watch out for fires, and this sort of mystery appears kind of around him. It only takes about four hours to play through it. It's about twelve quid, I think, on on Xbox. It's twelve, fourteen pence, something like that. Okay. So it's relatively cheap. Um, yeah. But it's it's worth picking mm. up. It's a really entertaining little game. 
Mm. So yeah, that that will be uh, one that I would I would recommend if you've got a few hours to kill one evening. It's it'd be yeah. it's worth kind of picking up to play through. Um, yeah, I had, I had a uh, look on the store today and it was having some problems. Um, so that's why I might not have seen it. I don't yeah, know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, they've Xbox Live has had some a few problems today. Uh, uh, the, you know the like pins system. Yeah. That you have yeah my it like moved around some of my pins. It was really weird. It was quite annoying because <laughs> I just sorted them out as well. <laughs> um, like I went to click on the TV app and it wasn't there. It was still on the console, but just yeah, not in my yeah, pins. just not where it was. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, a bit weird. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's pretty much everything I've been doing this week. Uh, let's move on and do some uh, some TV news. <laughs> So most of the TV news this week is um, related to, to pilots. So these are our potential shows, some which are likely to go, some which aren't, um, or uh, might not go to, to full series. We don't know yet. So, um, But there's a lot of casting because um, it's pilot season in the US at the moment. So there's a lot of this casting news come up. Uh, first one, which I thought might interest a few people because they'll know who this guy is, uh, Philip Winchester, who was uh, one half of the, the team in Strike Back. He was the one that, he was the English one that wasn't Sullivan Stapleton. Um, <laughs> so he apparently has been picked for Chicago Law, which is the next NBC spin-off from Chicago PD and Chicago Fire and Chicago Med, that sort of <laughs> franchise that they're building over there. Chicago. Yes, yeah, yeah. lots of things about Chicago. Um, so he he's picked as the main star for that. He's been very much in demand um, the last couple of seasons because Strike Back was quite popular in the US. Um, so when that show finished, the, the the two guys were very were very popular. He he did get picked up in a season uh, for a show um, last season which got canned. Um, so he's back on the market again, which is why he's got picked up for this. Um, Apparently, the idea is to have some of the um, district attorney characters appear in Chicago PD this season, and then they're going to run that off as a spin-off for next season. Um, that's that's apparently the plan. So, uh, okay. yeah, I, I mean, I've I've not watched any of them. I know they're quite popular. Uh, but I I just mm. I really don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, there's so yeah. many other things on to watch as well. I, I I don't have the time to dedicate for that. Plus, it's annoying the way they're um the way they're run over here, in that they're all on completely separate um, channels. So, so oh, it, it, right. it's because rather than one channel having bought them, you know, they all run on NBC in the US, but um, because it's not, the problem is it's not NBC that sells them. It will be the company that makes them uh, that's selling them on. So it's not necessarily NBC that will have the international distribution rights. And when they're selling the international d- distribution rights, they're just trying to make as much money as they possibly can. So I think Fire went to um, Sky Living. I think the other two are on, I think it's Universal over here. So at least two of them are on the same network. So we'll see where, if this goes, where this ends up. Hopefully it'll end up with one of the others because if they do crossover episodes, it's a complete nightmare because uh, they all run at completely different times. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, it looks like they're be a chicago law series coming to to fit with the other three um so there's that uh next thing also an nbc show this is we've talked a bit about this before this is the comedy show um 
called Powerless, based on in the world of DC Comics. Um, this is one of two kind of comedy shows based on comic book movies. There's, there's uh, Powerless, mm-hmm. which is coming to NBC, which is based in DC Comics. There is Damage Control, which is coming to Marvel, which again is a half-hour comedy, uh, and that's based in the Marvel Universe. Uh, slightly different premises for both, but they're, they're, it's interesting. They've both come up with comedies this season. Too. <laughs> it's a very good time to be a superhero fan. Yes, very yeah, good definitely. Time. Um so the idea is for this one is uh, based on characters from DC Comics. It's a workplace comedy set in the one of the worst, worst insurance companies in America that also happens to be <laughs> set in the DC Comics universe. Uh, yeah. Shows about the reality of working f- uh, life for a normal powerless person in a world of superheroes and villains. Uh, the reason we're bringing this up again is because they've cast uh, somebody to uh, star in it or one of the stars is going to be Vanessa Hudgens who uh, she was what high school musical I think she was ah yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah she, was, she was the girl from that I think dated Zac Efron for a while I seem to remember um, so she's going to play a character called Probably. Emily yeah. Stock um, she's an insurance claims adjuster who loves a job because she gets to help people and who, who who likes to fly under the radar just to get her work done. She finds herself increasingly, increasingly exasperated by the disruptive antics of the various superheroes that proliferate the city. So I, I don't know, I, I don't know who they're going to have show up in this, whether they are going to have heroes show up in this. Um, uh, Cause I mean, if it was done, maybe, maybe a cameo. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, different. Stanley in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Stanley will be in there somewhere. Um, oh no, it won't be. Will it be Stanley? Oh no, 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 because he's Marvel, Marvel isn't he? Yeah, yes, no, yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm sure he'll show up in the other one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, because it's running on NBC in the US, you're unlikely to get any of the Belantiverse people. I wouldn't have thought, unless they do some deal to get them across. Um, yeah. So I I don't know what they'll have access to, you know, whether they'll just be making references to them, whether they'll actually see any of them. That would be that would be the easiest way. Maybe. Yeah, just like references, references, or you know, have like, kind of yeah. you know, Superman fly past. I can the even imagine like let's say Flash is on in the same week or something, mm. and they're like, "Oh, did you hear what Flash did?" Or you know, yeah. Well, that, mm. it's interesting, like some sort of news thing or something. That, I mean, it depends. That would be a really interesting way to do it. Um, mm. as, as commenting on whatever happens to be going on either on the... I mean, it's difficult because it's not on the same network. If it was on the same network, you could get away with doing that. But I, if you're NBC, mm. you probably don't want to be promoting what's on the CW. Um, no, yeah. Which is, but, but that would be quite interesting to do it that way. I know it might be silly to say, but is that the reason that it's easy for them to do the uh, Flash Arrow crossovers? Because it's a CW. Yeah, because, it's... it's uh, all con- on CBS, isn't it? Yeah, and, and yeah. in actual fact, they're, they're all they're all controlled by uh, Greg Belanti's um, production company. Uh, all, the, all those DC, so um, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, uh, Flash and Arrow are all controlled by, by one company. Um, but three of the shows run on CW and one of them runs on CBS. The reason we've got this Supergirl Flash crossover is because um, CBS and CW are both owned by the same parent company. So there is a relationship between the two, yeah. even though they're separate networks. It's, I mean, we, we've had, we have had um, Constantine, of course, come across onto Arrow, uh, and that was an NBC show. Um, 
the reason that that happened is because the NBC show had already been cancelled at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that that was that was the only reason they managed to get him on. Had that show still been running, I think that would have been a lot more difficult. Um, and and there was such a campaign about trying to save the show and things. So that was the reason why he kind of got that guest spot. Uh, I, I, it's so so yeah. I I I doubt you'll see any of the other DC. You may do. I don't know. It's, it's it's difficult to say at this point whether you'll ever ever actually see them kind of show up. But uh, yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, I, I've said before, out of this and Damage Control, Damage Control has a better chance because it'll be it's running on ABC and ABC is owned by Disney, which also are Marvel. So it's they're not forking out. Whereas. Um, NBC, NBC is a completely separate entity to Disney to DC um, Comics. Mm. So ABC have got a uh, Agent Carter, aren't they? Yeah, and again, yeah, that's the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Agent, see, yeah. Agent Carter's numbers are not great, but the saving grace is they own it, um, so it costs them less to do it, other than salaries, um, because obviously salaries will move, every, will go up every year. So yeah. the longer a show is on air, the more expensive it comes to create. Um, but what you don't have is they're not buying it in from somewhere. So it means that they own it, which gives it a slight leg up in terms of renewals, but its numbers really aren't good. And they've just, um, cast the lead in another pilot. So, um, which doesn't look great as well. They have said that if, if it goes to series, they'll run both, but, um, and they'll work out the scheduling for it. Yeah, we could still do that. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not completely dead in the water, and I I'm hoping that if they do decide to can it can Agent Carter at the end of this season, um, they will at least wrap it up in some way, even if it's just like with a an extra long episode or or something. They won't just leave it hanging, um, yeah, because they can do that because you know it's it's as I say they own everything. So, um, I'm hoping that 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 gets sorted. Um, and a couple more bits of casting news. Um, girl called Peyton List. Peyton List is cast as the female lead in uh, Frequency, which is a, a pilot which they're running for the CW. Um, it's written by the current showrunner of Supernatural, Jeremy Carver. Um, centers on a uh, character called Raimi, who is a female police detective who discovers she's able to speak on ham radio to her estranged father um, who died um, sort of 10 years beforehand or 20 years beforehand. Um, uh, and the father's guy, character called Frank Sullivan, played by Riley Smith, who was in Nashville and True Blood. Um, Peyton List is, if you recognize that name and trying to think where it's from she played lisa snart um aka golden glider in the flash and she's also been on mad men as well um okay so uh mm. yeah i the, the, and which makes sense because it's a cw pilot that they're running mm. uh, they, they really are like getting some good stuff cw yeah i mean it, that that's <coughs> an interesting one because i i'm sure i've seen the original movie it was a dennis quaid movie um which was out years ago uh, which is what this TV show is based off. Um, so it's an interesting sort of premise. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how well it's it, it's going to work. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been converted from TV to, to film, uh, or film, film to TV, sorry. Um, 
so I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so so that's um, another possible pilot. Um, then the last bit of casting news for pilots. Um, this is uh, I'm never going to pronounce the skills last name. Uh, Tracy Spirud Spirudakis. Um, she was Looks the like yeah. Play, yeah. <laughs> she played the daughter in Revolution, um, which was a great series. And I think they ran for what two or three seasons and then got canned. Um, uh, it was uh, written by it was the one where all the power had disappeared. Uh, written by Eric Kripke um, from Supernatural. Um, and it ran on Sky One over here, and okay. uh, all the all the power had had been sort of taken, uh, and and there were sort of alien things or, or nano things that had sort of taken over the world. Um, but she is being cast as the lead in a Fox pilot called Recon. Um, Alexander Siddig, who uh, you will know from Game of Thrones, he was in Deep Space Nine. Uh, he's popped up in various things. Generally, whenever they need a slightly kind of Arabic-looking person, they tend to hire Alexander Siddig. Um, <laughs> he sort of seems to be the go-to guy. Um, so yeah, Was he in Game of Thrones? Um he was the king of dawn. Um, okay. You, you know the 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 uh, when they when they go over to dawn, and um, they they've gone over. Uh, Jamie Jamie Lannister goes over to dawn to to rescue the is it her niece? Oh um, yeah yeah <laughs> slash daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so goes over goes over to rescue her and. Um, and he's he's the guy that's the the king or ruler over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. He's been in yeah. um, Da Vinci's Demons as well as the other thing he's been in recently. Um, yeah, I think I saw. I think I saw him in that because uh, you know um, Fox over here has that. Yeah, and uh, that was in the ad break for Walking Dead. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one mm. makes sense. Um, but yeah, this, this is a new show. The reason that that this sort of drew me was the fact that um it's a show called recon a uh, young driven fbi analyst tasked tasked with embedding herself in a suspected terrorist family uh siddig plays her target who's a guy called omar father a husband and a devout muslim who has no idea that the feds have been tracking his every move the reason that i put this in is because it's a pilot and it's exec produced by the guys behind vampire diaries it's from uh julie pleck and kevin williamson um who do vampire diaries and the originals and uh they had another the show out last year as well i think they were running so so i i thought it was kind of an interesting cast and interesting production team behind it so again that's a pilot no idea whether it'll actually run serious but uh, i thought that was kind of one to watch out for so um yeah that was the uh that's that's the end of the uh pilot updates as, as i say there's a lot of pilot stuff around right now um yep so yeah. right we hear some um Hopefully not any cancellations, but, uh, <laughs> some renewals and stuff. We've so, got to have some um, cancellations because because uh, yeah. otherwise otherwise they can't get any of the new shows on. But um, and yeah. so we've had quite a lot. Of, some of the networks have actually renewed quite a lot of stuff already. So um, mm. which is why we know some things are on very precarious mm. ground. Yeah. Um, and we have had some was, cancellations. I think it was January time. last year. We had uh, the CW did like a big news thing where they review they renewed uh, the hundred flash arrow. Um, I think all of their things they like renewed them. Yeah, like I think they did re- renew a bit early. Um, the the general thing for renewals and cancellations is renewals um, 
are done by May. May is usually the deadline for um, renewals yeah. and cancellations. So we usually know when most things of them. Uh, finish up in the US. Uh, yeah, because yeah, they they have to finish up. Go, they have a bit of a summer break and uh, they start shooting new things, and you know, so all that goes on. Uh, so so they they need to have cancellations and renewals done by May. Otherwise, um, if a show is getting picked up again, they don't have enough time to prep it <laughs> to to put it back on air in September. So yeah. Um, so yeah, most of the time they need to have them done by May. Um, again, you get through some that sometimes slip past, but usually that's the case unless it's a mid-season show. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, there's some interesting stuff floating around this season, so that's good. Uh, okay, next up we have an interview. The interview this week is with a composer called David Steinberg. Um, He's the composer for uh, Maplethorpe. Look at the pictures amongst a number of other TV shows, but that that was the uh, the thing that he was primarily on to talk about. Um, it's it's a documentary about the photographer Robert Maplethorpe. Um, kids, if you're listening to this, don't Google Robert Maplethorpe at school because <laughs> uh, some of his Im- images really aren't appropriate for young children. Um, he's he's also done uh, another. Uh, a number of documentaries he does a lot of stuff for hbo uh, wishful drinking which is a great name for a documentary which starred carrie fisher uh he did one free entertainment which was i'm britney jean about britney spears uh las vegas reg- residency uh he does numerous adverts reality shows uh million dollar listing which i know is, is one of the big shows which he does uh as which airs over here um should say with this interview, Maplethorpe was a very controversial artist, uh, and we don't go into any graphic detail about his work. But if you do have young children and you're listening, like in a car, and your parent, uh, given the nature of some of his work, you may want to jump past the interview <laughs> just to avoid any um, questions from any younger kids uh, and just sort of avoid any difficult questions. So, <laughs> um, yeah, as I say, we don't go into any great detail about about the actual content of, he, of his work but you know just i wanted to put a warning out there just in case so uh this is the interview with david uh we'll talk to you afterwards with some air date updates updates hi david hey, hey how are you i'm good oh there you are yeah well thanks for for calling no problem Thanks for coming on and, and talking to me anyway. I have to say, you're probably the most prolific composer that I've actually <laughs> spoken to because you've got like 41 composing credits on your IMDb. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I wonder if part of that, you know, I do a lot of um, episodic TV and um, probably a lot of those are for um, reality shows that I do that are often, you know, they can be 14 episodes a season. And one of them I've been doing now for seven or eight years. So a lot of those credits probably are related to, uh, to, to the reality show. One in particular, actually one I know does run in the UK called million dollar listing. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you. Didn't you get nominated for something for, for that? That I didn't personally, the music was not nominated, but last two seasons of the New York version of that show were nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it didn't win. Um, but that was pretty cool. It, it is a good, it, it, it is, uh, no matter what you think of some people, some people, it's not their cup of tea reality, you know, but yeah. I think they, they do a great job on that show and the editors, 
uh, and the stories are a lot of fun and the, the cast, particularly with New York, but also all the cities I think are, are a lot of fun and it's, it's one of those guilty pleasure <laughs> shows and um, I'm happy they, they keep so far coming back to me to, to do the music. So with with a show like that, are, are you? Because I'm I'm sure with a lot of of those type of shows, they they must do like one sort of set of music and then uh, reuse bits and and that sort of thing. Or are you scoring every single episode? Uh, typically, li- very little of it is written to picture. Unlike you know the docs, yeah. um, uh, you're it's it's more building a library and um, as the as the the um, years sort of build up, they do have a bigger and bigger sort of stockpile of music to work with. But but every year or every season, um, I add to that, and and sometimes the cast changes, and often uh, each cast member has their particular kind of motif, um, and uh, which is which is a lot of fun. So so that that kind of show. For me, is more about building, uh, building a library. Not working to picture, but talking with the showrunners and the editors about the cast and the storylines, and uh, you know, providing uh, f- sort of filling sort of genre folders uh, that they can draw on quickly. You know, I have a tension uh, folder and a quirky folder, and and uh, and then cast members get their own folder, and so they can quickly go and and. Uh, and and sometimes sometimes it changes. I know in the LA version of the show uh, last year, two Brits came on to the cast, and and there was talk about. Uh, I, I know I did a number of sort of James Bondy kind of <laughs> cues for them, and uh, my recollection is that didn't go over too well with the network. So, but uh, I, I, some of that still I see in the show. But um, yeah. so people float ideas, and and we try things, and which is which is great because. Um, it's it's hard to know till you till sometimes till you you see the cue in the show and see how it works with the with the cast and and the stories, but that's really an editor's uh, the editors really build that they you know they they cut to the music on like scoring to the picture um, so but but it's a lot of fun working on that show yeah yeah it's it's interesting you you say you write um, cues particularly for for the the certain presenters which is exactly kind of thing you do if you're writing a drama i guess you know you write for for particular characters so uh, you know because I, I was i do, i was going to say cuz you do a lot of documentary and you do a lot of of reality stuff so uh, you know the the difference between that and writing for for drama it's interesting well it's yeah that's a good point i mean it, it is similar um i i just finished this film about this documentary about Robert Maplethorpe yeah. called Maplethorpe Look at the Pictures. And um, a lot of the scoring I was doing was really to sort of flesh out the tone of his character. You know, in talking with the directors, they had some, you know, very uh, specific uh, kinds of things they wanted me to do to bring out, um, to help define his character, you know. And so... Um, uh, the difference, I think, is that with that film and his character was was very dark and mm-hmm. and sort of twisted and, and complex in in a way that uh, cast on the reality shows 
tend to be more uh, at the heart. Those shows are often sort of comedies, you know. Yeah. But but you're right. It it is still um, you know finding finding a tone for the cast and for the character and and helping to tell the story and just make it make it more fun and entertaining and dramatic and um so so they are they are similar in that way yeah yeah as, as you mentioned the the uh robert maplethorpe thing that this is for hbo isn't it the, the documentary right. yeah so hopefully we'll get it over here because we they, they have a deal on sky which is the main network over here has a deal with hbo so okay uh so so hopefully that'll come across um you do you do you want to just ex- explain a little bit about um, Maplethorpe for people that might not know? I, I'm sort of aware of him because I went to art college. So, <laughs> uh, okay. I didn't know that much about him actually. I remembered vaguely that during the '80s he was embroiled in a huge controversy about his work uh, with um, uh, this senator Jesse Helms, who was uh, really headed out for. Uh, controversial art and and yeah. the government funding of of art and Maplethorpe became his poster boy uh, for um, his his tirades on the floor uh, of the Senate yeah. and um, and Maplethorpe's work was uh, very sexual. He was uh, after having a, a long relationship with Patty Smith. He came out as as gay and his work. Uh, was really a document of his life, um, and in in the gay sort of sex world, you know, um, yeah. his early work was very much inspired by gay porn. Yeah. Um, he, you know, his work was almost all in, in black and white, so it's very stark. Um, he grew up a choir boy, and 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 a lot of his work was kind of informed by religious iconography, yeah. which he twisted and, uh, and, and used in, in his photographs famously. And, um, and, and yet he was, had this duality. He, he was well known for doing portraits of, of flowers, yeah. uh, which are worth a fortune now. And he had a particular kind of twist on them and they're sort of dark and, um, like his other work, but dark and beautiful, um, and and very valuable now. So, um, so he he was famous, you know. For in in fact, the film one of the sort of sub stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is that, um, that his work... Um, this spring is going to be presented as part of a joint retrospective for LACMA um, and the Getty Museum. The two really premier museums yeah. in Los Angeles are doing joint retrospectives on his work. So the filmmakers kind of uh, explore 
his journey from, you know, bad boy and, and, and controversial, uh, you know, figure to now his, you know, being one of one of the most celebrated photographers of, of the century. Yeah. You know, so that, that's kind of interesting. Um, from a musical point of view, how, how do you uh, approach? Well, f- first of all, how, how did it end up coming landing on your doorstep, and uh, and and how do you actually approach that sort of work? Uh-huh. Um, I had worked with the filmmakers uh, Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey on um, a number of their films and documentaries. Um, I think this is probably. Gosh, it's I've done at least at least a dozen docs, I think, with them happily. Um, yeah. So they they had been working on on this film, researching and doing the interviews for um, a couple of years before I came onto it. I saw a rough cut in the spring of last year, so 2015, and um, I started to talk to them about. Uh, we started to talk about what the tone of the score might be and started to talk about their, uh, you know, perception of, of Robert's character and, and, and what they wanted me to bring out um, in, in his character musically and what the tone might be. Um, they had some definite ideas about wanting seeing Mabel Thorpe, um, as a, a mysterious yeah. personality. He was, uh, he's very, very dark kind of character. And, um, yeah. um, so, and, and he was known to, you know, wear a cape and at, at times and he was, he was, uh, into the, the bondage scene in San Francisco and New York and, yeah. and haunted this sort of the clubs, uh, you know, in the late seventies and eighties and, and um, was said to have, or, or at least the filmmakers wanted um, to me to bring out that he had a kind of relationship with Satan. He was a bit of a devil worshiper <laughs> um, and, and saw the devil as sort of this playful convivial um, character. So he, you know, he would, he would twist things um, and, and so my role, we spoke about being, uh, you know, bringing out some of these darker, um, aspects of his personality and, and, uh, he was also very ambitious and, and, uh, extremely tireless, hardworking guy. Um, and, um, so some of the score, we talked about having this sort of, um, relentless kind of drive to it, which, um, which I ended up using a lot of sort of deconstructed industrial drum sounds to, to, uh, convey that idea of him sort of hammering away at his building this catalog and documenting, documenting his work, um, before he, he, he would die. Uh, he died in the late eighties, of AIDS and he was in his early forties. Um, so this idea of, uh, relentless pursuit of this goal to make a lot of money, to be famous, you know, that he might've sold his soul to the devil in exchange for becoming one of the most famous, um, photographers in the world. He he was really becoming that at a time when photography, photography was not like today when it's, it's really, you know, um, 
it's it's huge in, in the era of the selfie and <laughs> photographs sell for I think one of his photographs recently sold for almost half a million dollars. And yeah. back when he started presenting his work in, in New York galleries in the village, you know, he would do shows that wouldn't sell anything that the, the gallery <laughs> owner would end up buying everything. Yeah. So um, and then the other motif that we talked about was this idea that he was in a race against time to to become famous and to uh, he, you know, to uh, to make a lot of money. Um, and, and one of the motifs that, that weaves through the score and through the film is, is uh, the idea that he was in a race against time. And um, uh, so, so one of the cues is we sort of go back to that at various points through the film. So those were the, the, the kind of textures and, and, uh, and then it was the process of playing them cues and um, both directors, they, they had a band together right. in, the 80s in New York. So they were, they, they are pretty articulate about, um, things they, they like to don't like and can really say the, the modulation that you have here, I don't like, or can we try, you know, this in a different octave? And, <laughs> and so that's great. And I, I really love that, that collaborative process with them. Um, and, and, and this score is very much, a collaboration, um, I feel like between, uh, them and, and, you know, their input was, was super, yeah. uh, important and, uh, really guided the way the score, uh, took shape. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I, I'm, I'm really quite looking forward to, to seeing it. I do hope it does come across here because I think he was a fascinating character and, and, um, it was quite interesting. It's like you say that it's not the the thing that sold for half a million dollars isn't um, the what uh, wasn't some of the more controversial work. I believe it was actually a, a portrait of Andy Warhol of all people. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's one in the film um, called "The Man in the Gray Flannel Suit," I believe it's called, and that recently came to auction um, at the end of end of last year, and and fetched a lot of money but you you may be right and i i know the images of flowers uh sell for a lot of money um yeah but, uh that that doesn't surprise me that his picture of warhol they yeah. were they were famously competitive and and he was um always asking his accountant if when he died if he would um die with more money than than warhol and and uh, you know, so he was very competitive and and they talk in, in the film um one of the, the the people they interview who who worked for interview magazine with warhol said that warhol uh didn't like him because warhol felt like he should be the only one taking polaroids and uh he thought he, he thought uh, maplethorpe was sort of grimy and dirty and um and uh, I thought that, that that was funny, but uh, a lot of Maplethorpe's early work um, had to do with Polaroids. He moved away from that as he as um, he developed his uh, studio and, and a team of, of of people that worked with him to sort of refine um, his technique and move away from doing Polaroids. Yeah. Uh, um, so so yeah. Yeah. Um going back back to the to the music side a bit more um how did you get into into composing in the first place how 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 did you find your route into it 
Um, well, I started, you know, as a drummer playing in bands in my teens and twenties. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, then kind of, then I got a chance to do some, uh, work for advertising and, um, had, uh, some, some really, uh, pretty good success working in doing, doing jingles. I guess you call them jingles, even though the agency that I worked for, they prided themselves in saying they didn't do jingles that they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they were called, uh, Shia Day and did the famous 1984 Apple ad. And, oh, and right. yeah, yeah. so they were, they were, liked to push the envelope and, and I didn't do this sort of typical jingles, um, happily. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so I learned to write to picture doing, doing jingles <laughs> and, uh, which I really loved doing and still love doing when I, uh, get a chance to, to do ads, uh, partly cause they're quick turnover and partly because they're just, they're, a challenge and they're fun and, and, um, you get to do lots of different kinds of, um, kinds of music and there are sort of little poems compared to working on a novel, like <laughs> yeah. a film, which is like an hour and 50 minutes, I think. And, uh, I think there's an hour, 40 minutes, an hour and 40 minutes of music in that film. So I like those little 30 second, um, uh, I like them both, but, um, anyway, so, uh, started doing jingles and then, then I had an opportunity. I think I had a bit of a slow period and was actually mixing some TV shows and doing some sound design and yeah. had an opportunity to, uh, write a cue or two for a documentary that I was mixing. Um, and that was for world of wonder, which is, uh, uh, Randy and Fenton's company. Right. And, and that I sort of transitioned from there into starting to score, um, uh, their documentaries. And, and, uh, that was about 15 years ago. And, and happily they've, they've, I think I've done most of their, if not all of their documentaries, um, that they've done yeah. in those years. Yeah. So that kind of takes it up to the present. So it's a, it's a mix of, reality and documentaries and the occasional ad and, um, you know, still try and get in a, a jam here and there with friends. And, um, so have you, have you ever, um, thought about going into the drama side, um, of things? Cause I mean, I know that's a horrendous treadmill to get on some, some of those drama shows, but, um, do you mean like a procedural sort you, of, yeah, that, that sort of, those sort of I, things. I, I would like to, do you have a, do you have any, <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've always kind of got my feelers out and, and, um, um, I would say, you know, some of those gigs are, you know, about relationships obviously and about, um, you know, timing and, and, um, I haven't, you know, it's, I, I don't, um, that would be sort of transitioning and I, w I would love to do that. And, and, but, uh, it's, it's something that's on my radar certainly. Yeah. And, and, um, and hopefully that's, that would be, um, in the cards for the future. I, I, you know, in, in, in Hollywood, I find sometimes building new relationships in new 
kind of areas are it's 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 tough you know yeah yeah so, they, um, they, they know you that was I'm happy with 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 the kinds of things I'm doing, but always looking yeah. to do new things, of course, and sure. and uh, um, so hopefully hopefully that will be in the cards for the future. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it, it, that's always always the problem. Whenever you're trying to transition from one thing to another, you're known for something. That, that's that right. They, they like to, Hollywood likes their boxes, you know. <laughs> that's right. In fact, my neighbor, um, who's a uh, a screenwriter, he calls me the sex guy because I've done two, you know, Maplethorpe <laughs> film, and I did a documentary feature called Inside Deep Throat with the yeah. same directors, and so he's like, "Oh, you're the guy who does, you know, the the, the, the sex documentaries or sex." <laughs> you know yeah. I'm like, hey you know i've done i've done i've done two of those you know <laughs> yeah. so you massive address, list of other right? stuff i i think people do like to uh they like to pigeonhole you yeah and and uh, what i love is doing you know is having my foot in in these different kinds of things uh, um it, i just like mixing it up and i like so many different kinds of music and and i like being able to uh, not just have to do one kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Now, well, you, you, you get, you get kind of bored if you, if you're just stuck doing one program. <laughs> I would, if I was just doing reality or, you know, just docs or just ads, uh, it's just great. I, I, I mean, I'm so happy that I, I, I get to mix it up like that. I feel so fortunate because there, there's so many, so many good writers and, and it's so competitive here in Hollywood. Yeah. And I feel just very fortunate. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. Now it's um it, it it's it's really good. I mean, you uh, what, what are you what are you up to next? Um, I actually have one that's coming out on HBO uh, called Every Brilliant Thing, and I don't know if you heard about this. I think it started as a one man play in London. Right. And, okay. Uh, um, and it it went to off Broadway, and it was a, a sort of a hit off Broadway show. <laughs> in New York and I, I assume in, in London. And, um, uh, that was, that's a documentary coming out on HBO that, um, I added score to the, uh, they documented the show going on, um, over three nights in New York and asked me to add score to it. Um, that comes out in, uh, May yeah. on HBO. Uh, just starting the fifth season, I believe of and million dollar listing New York. Um, and what else is happening? Um, I just sort of completed working on a, a documentary that takes place in, in Iraq that I wow. think it, there's just a, a working title on that now. And I, I, I believe that's going to be screening on uh, logo here in the States this year. And that one was a lot of fun, um, getting to, <laughs> to, you know, build my library of, Middle Eastern textures and sounds and vocal oh. samples and all that. Yeah. Um, that one, I don't, I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm always nervous about saying the title, not knowing ultimately what the title is going to be. And, you know, sometimes yeah. things, uh, they, they, they change and the network changes. And then yeah. uh, I find out I'm not supposed to have talked about it. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, that, okay. that I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> that one is, that one is kind of looming. Yeah. And let me think of what else. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, there are unexpected things and, yeah. and this year will be as busy as 
as things have been over the last few years. <laughs> well, I, I suspect it will be. You, you seem to have, uh, have managed to, to not be short of work by the looks of things. <laughs> oh, I, I, that that's true, and I'm 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 just I'm super happy that that, that that's been the case, and feel uh, very fortunate uh, that I have some people that are loyal, and and they they keep coming back, and yeah, I get to work on things that are creative and challenging and, and uh, get to help tell the story that directors and showrunners and networks want to tell. And, and it's, yeah. it's I'm, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Um, one final question, because uh, sure. we cover a lot of TV shows on, on the website that I run. So we always ask of, of people, um, is, is there a TV show you either love, either because of the music or just because you love it, or a show that you would like to get your hands on to score? Or Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I need to think about that. And <laughs> can, I get, can I get back to you? <laughs> I, I need to think about that. I'll, I'll, I'll drop you an email and answer that one. It's, uh, it's um, okay. Well, is, uh, is there anything you watch um, regularly that that you you know shows that you really love, regardless of of music or you know just just things that you watch regularly? Um, I love the uh, the HBO doc on on Robert Durst. You know, I thought that was fantastic. And, yeah. Um. um you know, I'll watch, I like watching documentaries. I like watching uh, crap TV that I don't have to think about. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of, I'm not thinking about the music all the time. You know, it's yeah. just sort of, uh, I can kind of um, just not think about work, you know. So um, yeah. I watch some things that I'd be embarrassed to say that. <laughs> just because I get to kind of, you know, turn off my um, analytic uh yeah side of my brain yeah. and just take a break you know but i'll get back to you on the um all right this is a this is an audio podcast though, yeah, yeah yeah I have to yeah do it um <laughs> i need to think about that I'll, I'll call you back on that one How about that? <laughs> yeah it's okay it's fine um yeah no it's, it's quite interesting because whenever i ask that question that it, it, you're, you're not the first person to be slightly stumped by it. and and the uh, quite often the answer I get is I like this particular show um, because it's not got much music in it. <laughs> and I think, I, I think it's part of it is, is the fact that, well, I can watch that and, and you know, the, I'm not focusing on the music then because it's not there. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really true. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's really a relief to, um, to not be, scrutinizing you know and yeah. and and uh so yeah it's, it's true but I, I need to think about that. that's a good question <laughs> it's all right okay well i should I'll, I'll let you go and uh, let you get back to your day and and your work uh, but thanks for coming on and talking to me it's been a real pleasure so uh, it's a pleasure to meet you yeah i uh, hope everything's go goes great and uh, and you know uh I'm looking forward to seeing the Maplethorpe doc documentary. I'm sure it'll come over here at some point. So. Well, if it doesn't, I'll, you know, we'll talk and I'll, I'll get you. <laughs> okay. I'll get you. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks All right. a lot. Cheers. Great. Thank bye you bye so bye. much. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. That was the interview with uh, with David. Uh, it's it's a, The Maplethorpe documentary is a HBO show, so um, hopefully we'll end up getting it on, on Sky Atlantic over here at some point if you're interested in seeing it. Uh, 
you can also get million dollar listing i'm not sure what channel that airs over here but uh, that's if you if you're into your kind of reality property shows that that's uh, apparently quite a good one to watch out for so uh with all that let's go on to some air date info air dates this week uh we've got quite a lot of changes First up, we have Aliens, which if you've been watching anything on E4 recently, you it's can't, it's good. <laughs> you can't yeah. fail to miss this. It's been all over the place. Um, stars Michael Socher, uh, who was in uh, This Is England, Being Human. He was on Once Upon a Time recently. Um, got various other people. Michael Smiley from Luther. Ashley Walters, who was in Top Boy and Hustle and Outcasts. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's got quite a good cast. Uh, it's, it's, it's a culture-class comedy with the premise that aliens have been living amongst us for decades. That's the sort of idea behind it. Um, yeah. There was, there was that advert with... Uh... It was like a it was like a first person camera view, and she it, that woman was talking about something, and there was like a protest and people in a queue, and I was like, "What is this? Is this some <laughs> kind of like TV show?" And it it didn't have any indication that it was. Yeah. And then they had another advert which linked to it. I was like, I knew this was for something to do with a TV show. Yeah. And then uh, it was for this. So yeah, yeah it looks really interesting. No, it's, it's sort of popped up out of nowhere. It's been very under the radar. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing something about it a while back and then it kind of disappeared and, and it's just sort of reemerged again. So, um, so yeah, that, but that's coming at some point in March. I don't know exactly when yet, but uh, it should be, I, I suspect sometime towards the end of March. I think that's showing up. What else have we got? We've got Penn and Teller Foolus in Vegas, which is um, coming to Channel 5 at some point in March. Um, this is where uh, it's a show where you have a um, bunch of magicians that come on and uh, basically try to tr fool Penn and Teller uh, with their tricks. So Penn and Teller have to sit and work out how the magicians are doing the trick. And uh, huh. if you can get if they can sort of get past, then they kind of get on to the, to the next round, basically, is the idea. Um, it was originally an ITV show, and ITV canned it, but they then sold the format to the US, and Channel 5 have bought the format back. So this is the US version of an ITV show, <laughs> um, which they then brought back over here. Um, but it, it was really fun. It was a great kind of Sunday evening, sort of uh, tea timey kind of, show you know it was it was nice easy okay. going so, yeah. so it's well worth watching um so i'm looking forward to that coming back it was really good fun uh, it's hosted by jonathan ross who actually hosted the u.s version as well so um yeah i, I am looking forward to that coming back uh, and it's all shot at, at penn and teller's um residency place in vegas because they've got a big right. theater and stuff out there. um mm. So yeah, that's coming to Channel 5 at some point in March. You've got uh, India's Summers Season 2 uh, coming to Channel 4. Again, sometime in March, we don't have an exact date for that yet. So that's the continuation of Indian Summer. Um, Criminal Minds Season 11 Part 2 coming back to Sky Living. That's on the 7th of March. That's coming back at 10 o'clock. There's Wolfblood, which is a CBS BC program, which I'm completely unaware of, but uh, it's uh, apparently about the dual problems of being a teenager and a werewolf. Uh, that's coming on the 8th of March. Mm. That's going to CBS BC. Not something we've uh, faced before, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Problems of teenagers today. Um, uh, Sensitive Skin, which is the Canadian version starring Kim Cattrall of a British uh, BBC Two series. It's coming to Sky Arts. This m got moved around a bit, but it's now definitely coming to Sky Arts. 10th of March at 9pm, that's coming. Uh, Blind Spot, 
is returning on the 15th of March at 9pm. That's for the second half of season one. Um, have you watched any of those? That's a really good show. No. Um, that's no. that's the one where um, where the, the, the girl uh, gets delivered to the FBI agent in a bag covered in tattoos with oh, no memory. It's that one. Right. Uh, yeah. Star I, did, I do remember seeing some kind of advert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stars yeah. Uh, Sullivan Stapleton. Uh, that, but that's a really good show. It's, it's worth watching. Veep season five will be arriving at some point in April. Again, no direct date for that yet. Um, I am looking forward to that coming back. That's really funny. Legends, which is the Sean Bean show, will come back for its second and it turns out final season. Uh, this is about the spy who um, is given reason to doubt who he actually is. It's from the guys behind Homeland. First season I really quite enjoyed. Second season they've completely changed how it's run and it's not sort of a, a week by week thing. It's more of a serial thing. Um, that huh. didn't do enough to save it and it got canned after its second season. But um, we'll see. I, it, it should be worth watching again, but that's coming back to Sky 1 in April. So uh, could be worth seeing. Um the Tunnel Sabotage, which is the second season of the Tunnel series coming to Sky Atlantic, that's again in April. I, I saw sort of some of the first season of that and was kind of quite enjoyable, but I, I just didn't quite stick with it. I, I kind of drifted off and never quite got back to it. So. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you said. I think it was last week on Geektown when you said, like, too many shows come back at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. You could like really this, do with them spread out busy, a bit more. Like this busy March, February schedule we've got coming up. And then there's like, there wasn't much on in January. Yeah. Uh, but like, because of the volume of TV we have nowadays, like, still miss things and that. Yeah. I mean, uh, thank God for catch up services because otherwise God, yeah. I'd miss so much stuff um, now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's so much stuff. Wouldn't around. know what to do on a Thursday. Major yeah. <laughs> or Brooklyn Liner. What yeah. would I do? Yeah, no, I mean, there's yeah. there's all sorts of things. I mean, Monday for me, Monday's horrendous. There's so God, many things yeah. on that I want to that I want yeah. to watch, and I'm I'm having to grab things off catch up with that. What are you watching on uh, Mondays? Uh, like, well, there's I think American Crime Story goes out. I'm trying to think what what else goes out. It's Limitless and Monday show. I think that's Wednesday. Uh, Walking, so. De- Walking Dead, obviously. Talking Dead. Uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver's on a Monday. Um, uh, trying to think Gotham. what else comes up. Gotham. Yeah, Gotham, which I'm having to get off catch-up now. Um, yeah, there's there's just a ridiculous clash of, of yeah. things on a Monday night. It's, yeah, it's I watch Monday. three things on a Monday. I watch uh, Walking Dead, then uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then uh, Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Oh no fresh meat. <laughs> so much. Yeah. But I've moved uh Gotham to Tuesdays, so Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just having to try and plan everything in at the moment to try and mm. get everything watched. Um uh this oh yeah, the next one was kind of an interesting one. This is uh eleven twenty two sixty three, this show is called. Uh it's coming to Fox on the tenth of April. We did wonder whether we were gonna get it, because uh, it's actually going out on Hulu in the US, but Fox have picked it up over here. Yeah, if if you're if you're English, that's twenty two eleven sixty three because uh, it's a, it refers to a date, um, and uh, it's a time traveling mm. drama about the Kennedy Kennedy assassination. It stars James Franco, so yeah, it, it looked kind of interesting. There's trailers. I think we've got a trailer up on the site for it actually. Yeah, um, I'll be taking a look at this. So. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. I like Joe Franco. Um, it's it was a I think it's a limited series, so it should be fairly self contained. Um, mm. 
So, so, That'll be a uh, week before my birthday. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, nice present for you. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Um, season one of Outcast, they've said, is, is coming in June. This is another comic book one. It's created by Robert Kirkman, who was the guy that created oh, Working this... Dead. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a young man that's plagued by uh, demon possession all his life. Now, with the help of a reverend, um, he was, uh, who was a preacher with uh, personal demons of his own, uh, Kyle books on a journey to find answers and regain the normal life he lost. Um, so yeah, what what Kyle dico- discovers could change the fate and the fate of the world forever. So it's um, I'll check this out. Yeah, yeah, it does sound kind of interesting. I, I there's there's kind of good noises coming. It, I don't think it's aired in the states yet, but some people have seen preview bits of it and saying it's quite good. So um, so yeah, there's that. Um, uh, the next one is going to upset an awful lot of people. Uh, oh <laughs> Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries Season 7 Part 2. Uh, I had a chat with ITV during the week, and they are saying that it is probably not going to come back until late spring, early summer, um, is is the last thing we've heard. So that's going to be May, June, possibly even July. I, I mean, because they, they said to me late spring, apparently somebody said to somebody on the twitter account uh somebody got tweeted summer so that to me says probably late june i would have said is what they're planning which is a bizarre thing to do um for a show like that given that it's a young audience who are are perfectly capable of torrenting things not that we condone that but um uh, you know they're, they're running it so far behind that's a very silly move by RTV2 um, for no apparent reason. It's not like, you know, the Flash and the Arrow stuff where there is a logical reason for, for running them later, you know, because it, it, the, the, they air in the US with these huge gaps in and it takes all the gaps out and they're running it as soon as they can to remove all the gaps, um, you know, which is why it's come back a bit late. So, so will Flash and Arrow and that do the week before catch up? Eventually, some kind of thing. Yeah, it, Flash and Arrow eventually, by the end of this run, will pretty much be caught up with the US. That's why they've done mm. it this way, because they will how go many, off air. How many episodes for, ahead are they? Uh, four, I think probably. It's th- 13 or 14 yeah. the episode they're on. We finished on nine, uh, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen. Yeah, so they're they're gonna be they're gonna be four ish of four, maybe five ahead. Um, but there are four or five weeks to take out. So okay, well, do they go on another break? Then? Yeah, uh, oh, with, right. but what what they do is they they go on. Um, they, they, it's not one break; it's various breaks. Sort of between now and the end of their run, they they will have like a week break, and then they'll have a two week break, and then I mean, if you actually look historically, they've not run um, from about halfway through February until about halfway through March. They actually almost take an entire month off. Um, certainly they have in the previous years, whether that will happen this year, I don't know, but certainly in previous years, if you look at the air dates in America, there is a huge gap in, in, um, February and March. Um, so uh, that's the reason why, why they've done it because they don't want to bring it back for one or two episodes, wait, and then have to take it off air again, find something else. I mean, it's a nightmare scheduling for them because, you know, you'd, you'd then have to find something else to fill that gap with for four weeks. And, then kind of bring it back again and people have lost their place and you know it, it, it's just not a good way to run it but it's how they air things yeah. in the u.s so will it be a 
weekly over here. Uh, yeah, then, uh, yeah, it, well, yeah. That's the, okay. that was the point. Is the point that um, they I were see. they were yeah. hold it back, store all those gaps up, and take them all out at the start, which means it come back comes back later, but they can air it weekly. Um, it's similar with uh, with Gotham. Like Gotham started much later over here, but it means that mm. we we haven't got the mid season break that they've got over there. Yeah, because um, that I think Gotham's coming back. I think it comes back Wait, this I- week. Yeah, very soon. So, twenty ninth. Is there a twenty ninth? No, something 28th? like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 like a few days mm. away before. I think it, it's next it uh, Monday in America. Yeah. So we've been catching up with them while they've been. I mean, they they left it slightly longer than than maybe they needed to, but that was the point again. Was the fact that they didn't want the mid season break, so they they held it back and took all the gaps out at the start. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 weird. American TV is scheduled very very strangely um, <laughs> yeah. because they they do run they they take them off for if if it's going up against an event like you know say the Oscars are on, um, and they don't want to compete against the Oscars because people will go and watch it. They'll mm. take off whatever their regular programming is and shove a repeat on um, because they don't want to lose the advertising. I mean, yeah. and then they run sweeps as well which I, I put a post up about, uh, about this uh, sort of explaining you know sweeps is this is this period of time where where they uh, take the the um, ratings for certain time slots and that's what they use for advertising so you could run a really popular episode over the sweeps week to get like huge amounts of advertising so that advertising slot looks really really popular uh, okay. um but then you could run paint drying the week after and it would still get the same advertising rate because sweeps have said that's how much that advertising slot is worth. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a, it's a ridiculous system, but that's how they do it. So it's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. So um, anyway, back, back on, back onto this. Um, Unforgettable season four, which I know a few people have been asking about. They've said, uh, Sky Living have said summer at some point but we don't know exactly when um yeah it's it's cancelled i think again at the moment but um this is a show that's been cancelled and resurrected more times than uh, you know a vampire so uh it's it's like <laughs> cancelled by cbs resurrected by tnt and lifetime renewed by cbs cancelled again resurrected again on a and e and then they've cancelled it again so uh, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous um, so assuming, uh, I, I think we're, we're assuming that Sky are going to pick up the full season uh, and it will not air until summer if they do. So um, we'll see. They may not actually pick it up. I'm not sure whether that's an assumption on our part or whether that's that's actually um, numbers so, you know, from, from Sky. I'm not entirely sure. So, um, so yes, those are the changes. Uh, next week on TV, we have, uh, again, a load of stuff starting back, and this is even before all the superhero stuff start the week later. Um, so we'll yeah. run through these. Person of Interest, which uh, starts tomorrow night. That's 24th of February at 10pm on Channel 5. Um, so uh, that is, uh, that's a really good show. Um, mm. I, I heard it's like 24, but then I watched the trailer and I was like, is it? Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I yeah. well, I mean, see, I had, yeah. I had. I was going to bring up the Batman thing. There, yeah, yeah. It, I it, won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say yes. We, if, yeah. For those of you who, who remember earlier, this is the show that I describe as being like Batman, and it is. There are elements of Batman to it, um, and it's a little bit, and, and it's written by Jonathan yeah. Nolan, uh, who obviously is brother of Chris Nolan, who and, and actually wrote the Batman scripts. So there, there is a certain amount of of there, there are, are certain character traits that he's used. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a guy in a cape, but there are certain character <laughs> traits that, that are used for various characters in that mm. show, which fit into the Batman universe. Um, so it, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. If you're a fan of superhero stuff, it yeah. is a good... The first, uh, first three, I think, seasons are on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix, oh, okay. go and check yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah it's, it is worth checking out. Um, it's got... Or two um, seasons, maybe, something like that, yeah. Uh, Tararu G. Uh, Henderson from... Um, uh, Empire. So, if you're a fan of Empire, this was the show that she was on and then left to go and do Empire. Um, mm. And it's yeah. got Ben from Lost. And well. it's got Ben from Lost in it, yes, as well. Yep. And and Jesus, <laughs> Jim Cavell's, <laughs> who who played Jesus in in oh, I don't know one of the movies. I can't remember. Was it Last um, Last Temptation of Christ? I think it was. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yes, uh, but that's that's back tomorrow night at 10 p.m. on Channel Five. So and uh, worth watching. Um, Grey's Anatomy season 12 part 2 returns to Sky Living on uh, again tomorrow night 10pm um, Shannara Chronicles which is a, a new sort of fantasy um, thing coming to 5 star on the 25th of February at 9pm this is a um, this is a fantasy thing based on the books by Terry Brooks. Uh, it's created by Alpha Goff and Miles Miller who created uh, Into the Badlands and Smallville um, as an MTV in the US, it's very much a kind of teen orientated um, uh, fantasy show. Uh, some of the cast include, um, let's see, uh, Jonathan Rhys Davis, who was Gimli in uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. There's a couple of people from, there's one of the <laughs> Hobbit guys in there as well. I can't remember which one. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, so they've, they've roped in sort of various fantasy people. It looks kind of interesting. Um, I don't, I'm not aware of the books particularly, but um, it, mm. it, it should be, uh, could be one worth to watch. They're, they're trying to sort of turn Five Star into their version of E4, basically, is what they're kind of gearing yeah, towards. Yeah, I see that. They're, they're aiming it at, a, at that sort of, um, you know, younger audience is, is the idea. Um, I mean, Viacom have done a fairly good job with Five. That's what all the rebranding's about, is they're trying to get away from the old Richard Desmond, um, you know, um, boy with three heads kind of reality tv sort of stuff that he used to buy that awful rubbish um they're trying to kind of get away from that a bit more and pick up dramas and slightly more quality things and you know so that that's where they're kind of going and so this is their attempt to sort of rebrand the five star channel as more as a more youth orientated channel um so there's that coming. Uh, Sleepy Hollow Season 3 Part 2 com- returns to Universal uh, on the 25th of February at 9pm. Um, I do quite like that show, but I, I've struggled a little bit getting just finding time watching this season, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's it's just, it's kind of, I have got them on my Skybox, but whether I'll actually get through them, I don't know. Um, but it's... Uh, it, it's it's quite a good show. It's just struggling in ratings in the US as well. So I don't know what will happen with that. Um, 
Blacklist uh, season three that returns on the 26th at 9 p.m. Uh, that's James Spader back as Red uh, and and sort of uh, being basically kind of sarcastic and slightly evil. Uh, so uh, that's that's again is a really good show, uh, really worth watching. So there's that. Um, Fuller House comes to Netflix. That's uh, season one. It's a continuation of the US sitcom Full House. Uh, that arrives on Netflix on the 26th of February, if you fancy watching that. Uh, NCIS New Orleans Season 2 returns 26th at 6pm. That's Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap and Enterprise uh, back running the uh, New Orleans office of the NCIS. Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta Season 7 on Sky BE on the 28th of February at 9pm. If you want to waste your time watching some rubbish um <laughs> uh, the little little oh, no yeah. cartoon called the simpsons returns for its the second part of its 27th season i'm actually gonna watch this because um, i've been want, meaning to watch simpsons for a while yeah I, um but i just didn't quite get to it and now i was actually had a schedule yes yeah it's, so, well it's always so difficult yeah. when you when you kind of see simpsons listed because you never know whether it's going to be a new episode or not but um mm. 27th now season that I know that this is part a two new, as yeah, you know, listed and scheduled. Uh, I'll uh, jump on that. Twenty uh, eighth uh. of February at six pm. That's back. Um, Family Guy season. Well, I, I think it's season sixteen over here. I think it's listed as season fourteen in the US because when you start to look this up, it gets very, very confusing um, because the seasons are numbered differently over here to how they are in the US. Because for some reason, they decided. On some seasons, they split them in half, and rather than call them call them like season one, part two, uh, they ended up calling them season one and season two. So we ended up with slightly more seasons than the US did, even though oh. we have the same number of episodes. So, so, it so gets, instead of another part, they call it the next season. Y- yeah. So, so whereas yeah. they might have split it in two, we called them separate seasons. So that it gets very, very confusing when you're trying to look up what episodes what. Um, <laughs> as far as I can work out, this is the US season fourteen, uh, US season sixteen. It switched channels as well because it's no longer on BBC. It's now on ITV2, uh, 29th of February at 9pm this starts. So that's where you'll find Family Guy now. Whatever the new episodes are, that's where you'll find them. Uh, so there's that. Um, speaking of Family Guy, Border Town from the same guys. Uh, season one of that is starting on ITV2 on the 29th as well. So it looks like they're running them together. I'm not entirely sure when. I I assume that's probably running straight afterwards. Um, so mm. if you Yeah, want- I think it... Yeah, because what they might do is have Family Guy 9, maybe for a double or something, and then that at 10, because yeah. they run the late uh, Family Guy and American Dad yes. at 11, so that yeah. would kind of add up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's coming to ITV2, uh, same night as Family Guy. Uh, and finally, uh, the one of the ones we've all been waiting for, uh, on the 1st of March, The Flash Season 2 Part 2 uh, returns at 8pm on the 1st of March. Uh, that will be followed on the 2nd by Arrow and on the 3rd by Legends of Tomorrow. So, um, yeah, they're all, all due back next week. Um, but yes, yep. 1st of March for all the flashy goodness that you could want. Um, and that's everything. So, uh, yes, it's been a bit of a long one this week, um, but uh, hopefully you're you're still with us. Unless you have anything else to add, Matt? 
Um, no, just looking forward to all the superhero stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, uh, not planning Super on dropping. First of April, isn't it? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. First of April for yeah. Supergirl. Um, I think I kind of thought about that the other day, and Supergirl is three or four episodes shorter. So Ooh. that might be why, because it might add up and finish at the same time. Because yes, it, it might starts. be. It, it may yeah, be that it yeah. started at a different time, so that may be the, the reason why. Um, mm. So I, I'm not entirely sure, but they, yeah, they've uh, Sky tend to know what they're doing when it comes to scheduling things, despite what people think about them. Uh, Sky yep. Sky tend to be fairly good when it comes to the scheduling stuff. Um, so yes, uh, all that it leaves me to say is, um, oh yeah, well, one other thing, uh, if you uh, want to catch uh, Matt and occasionally me uh, on and you're a walking dead fan we have a walking dead podcast as well uh which is is going out on uh, matt's feed on itunes so i'll put up a link to that on the on the website post yep. as well uh so you can catch that that's going out weekly while walking dead is on um so yes recorded uh, wednesdays uploaded thursdays wednesdays if i remember so uh yeah, yeah. all right so um if you want to get in touch with us so uh you can come to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week to find all the latest air date info uh you can email your questions and comments to podcast at geektown.co.uk or you can leave a message on the website post you can find us on twitter at geektown or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown or on instagram at geektown uk because somebody had already taken geektown so uh, that's everything we'll see you next week bye 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 hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bow, 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 bow.